and is live again. It's Will's Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. It's Thursday, two days before the weekend. It's almost here, 7 a.m. Thursday, live here on the Spreaker app. Yes, you know where you are. You're listening to Will's Take on Sports. I want to thank you for taking the time also on demand to listen to this podcast on, uh, on the various platforms that you can hear cat uh, podcasts on. Um, if you're a new person listening, please hit that like and subscribe button or follow button depending on the platform that you're listening to this show on. And also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore sports show. Also, if you're listening to the show on Facebook, of course, you do have a Facebook uh, page or Facebook or your Facebook friend or whatever. Go to the show's page, Will's Take on Sports, and hit the like button. Today's podcast, 3-5, Alan Gentry says, stop worrying about Zion's conditioning. No worries. That's what today's podcast is titled. Listen, now on before I get into that, uh, Alvin Gentry standing up for his young superstar, his rookie sensation. Let me talk about the Miami Heat. I'm a Miami Heat fan, big time. Miami Heat, first of all, uh, on Monday night, were able to beat, give the Milwaukee Bucks the leading team in the Eastern Conference in the association their worst loss of the season they were able to put up their wall against Giannis I'm not going to read too much into that because I think simple fact is that the Milwaukee Bucks were coming off um, a long road trip that's the last game of the road trip for them and he caught them that's what happens in the association it's a long season every now and then a good team will throw up a stinker I know the Miami Heat have a positive record against the Milwaukee Bucks and it looks like it may be a possible uh, second round matchup if everything stays to form in the NBA playoffs he's still going to have trouble with Milwaukee it's not going to be uh, I don't think it'll be an upset I think the better team will prevail it's hard to in the association because they play the best of seven in each round it's hard to beat the uh, it's hard to beat the favorite four times I think that he could get maybe one I'm going to give him one game, possibly two, if that matchup happens in the playoffs. But I don't think the Miami Heat could actually beat the Milwaukee Bucks in a seven-game series. Just simply the fact is because Giannis is Giannis. Now, the rest of his guys on that team, I'm not, I don't have zero faith in. I don't think there is anything to uh, fear on the association level as far as the Miami Heat are concerned. But the Heat have no answer for Giannis. Again, what happened on Monday night, I don't see happening in the playoffs. I don't see Bam Adebayo's holding Giannis to 13 points or less than his average uh, at least three times uh, in order to get a Heat to win. I just don't see that. Um, it could happen. The Heat could pull the upset. There are upsets possible in sports. You never know how things will break out, but... I'm sorry. I'm a Miami Heat fan. And speaking of the Miami Heat, last night, they were able to hit 22 three-pointers. 22 three-pointers at home against the Orlando Magic in a 116-113 win. And he hit 22 three-pointers, and they only won by three points. Uh, Duncan Robinson, 9 for 12. Not bad. 75% from the floor in three from the three-point line. And then uh, Goran Dragic is continuing his stellar play off the bench, helping the Heat 
get a three-point win. So now the Heat are rolling just a little bit better now. I think that's four straight games for the Heat um, over the past week. Uh, last week I was really uh, not very happy with the Miami Heat because they had uh, a little rough patch. But, again, it's a long NBA season, and like they say on the jump, it's a make-or-miss league. That is what this is. It's a make-or-miss league, and the Heat, uh, when they lost four or five the previous week, missed. When they make and they won four in a row, they win. But all four of those games came at home. So uh, the Heat have been very good at home this season, and they are first in the Southeast Division. Now let me turn to the marquee game last night between the Dallas Mavericks and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, game went into overtime. Porzingis, as the season went on, he started to get back in shape and return the form of – what uh, looking like the unicorn, a unicorn, as Kevin Durant gave him that name. Um, tough matchup, can shoot the three. Not a very good post player, but he can shoot the three. And he's so long, it's hard to defend him. And he can hit, you know, mid-range jump shots. Last night he had 34 points, 14 and 28 from the field, 50%. And three for nine from the three-point line. So he had a rough night at the three-point line, but still didn't stop anything. And Luka Doncic is Luka Doncic. Uh, triple-double, 30-point triple-double at that. 16 rebounds, 10 assists. 17 rebounds, 10 assists. One offensive rebound. I was looking at the def- I was looking at the defensive rebounds, but his total rebounds is 17. So, big-time uh, W for uh, Dallas. Dallas is going to be an exciting team. I don't expect them to do much in the playoffs. But let me turn my attention to Zion Williamson. He just looked a little bit lethargic. Alvin Gentry, stop getting on people for questioning his conditioning. He just looked a little lethargic. He looked as that game. He looked as that game went on. He just looked a little winded. He didn't look uh, quite up to par as far as his conditioning and what it needs to maintain, what it needs to be at to maintain a superstar level throughout the course of the game. But he still had a solid performance. Can't give, can't take anything away from him. Zion is just really looking like a a, a man uh, in the NBA so far, as far as what he's able to do with his limitations in his game. But he's still performing very well. Um, not hitting the glass quite as uh, well. I think as he should because of his size, but he's still doing uh, he's still doing well for a rookie in his first season, and I haven't even played twenty games yet. But he finished last night with twenty one points and only six boards. Uh, again, big time matchup. I mean, big time game from Lonzo Ball seven eleven seven four eleven from the three point line. Lonzo uh, seems to be making that uh, having that understanding of when to use his speed when to play uh, throttle down a little bit. But he seems to be looking better, looking like the number two overall pick the Lakers thought he would look like. How great would he be in a Lakers uniform um, if he was still there? But they had to give up something to get Anthony Davis and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart were, uh, I guess you could say, the pieces. Well, they are the pieces that was uh, traded for. And for Anthony Davis, but anyway, Zion Williamson just just look a little out of shape. Alvin Gentry, that's all. Alvin Gentry, man, a little touchy defending his his superstar player, but they ain't nothing wrong with it. That most coaches do it anyway. Either, either they yak at the refs 
um, before a game or after the game in regards to their superstar player or they're going after any kind of said narrative against their superstar to defend their superstar. They better defend them because the superstar is going to be there. If you want to stay his coach, you better defend that superstar uh, to the media and to the refs. So um, Albert Gentry, being a veteran coach that he is, understands uh, that's how he's going to stay employed in the association. And as the Pelicans, as uh, Zion Williamson becomes uh, more the factor, more of a factor in wins and losses, Alvin Gentry wants to be there. Like that Brent Brown thing. The 76ers were tanking all those years. Brent Brown was the head coach. And then Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons began to uh, – to become superstar players on the NBA level when the Sixers record got better. And thus, uh, Brent Brown became, quote, unquote, a better coach. I think he was always a good, decent coach. I don't think he was, I don't think he was a good coach or a better coach, to be honest with you. I think the 76ers need to get a guy that can really force Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons to uh, do more. Uh, give more effort, and maybe the 76ers will be more consistent. And But anyway, Alvin Gentry knows he's a veteran coach. You got to be able to defend your superstar player. Dame Lillard made his return last night for the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, they, they've been playing not so – I'm not going to say they've been playing bad, but they've been playing a lot better uh, over the course of the – I guess since – I guess you could say since after about December – Starting to make a little bit better um, consistent effort. Um, last night, Dame Lillard came in 32 minutes after missing uh, time or from an injury and had 22 points. Then shoot, well, he shot 50% from the field, 4-7 from three-point line. Uh, he only had five assists. So, C.J. Mo- here's, here's what's interesting about what happened with the Portland Trailblazers. Like, as they won um, over the Washington Wizards, they had four guys shoot uh, that made 20-plus points. 25 for Anthony. Hassan Whiteside had 24. I bet 12 of them were dunks. Almost certain 12 of them were dunks. I'm almost certain of that. Uh, that's just him. That's just Hassan. I'm sorry. Ten of All 10 of them were dunks. That's just Hassan Whiteside. And then you got Dame Lillard, of course, with 22. And CJ McCollum with 22. And then, oh, well, shoot. All five starters uh, were in double figures, and they got 15 from Trevor Rezas. They put up 125 points against uh the Washington Wizards. Twenty two and thirty nine are the Wizards. Eight and twenty four away from home. Ouch. Anthony Davis went off last night for thirty seven points for the Lakers. Uh eh, I ain't got nothing. That was over the seventy sixers, a depleted seventy sixers team, but I got nothing. Um he's Anthony Davis. He's one of the top players in the world. I was just thinking we'll stop doing this. But anyway, um Anyway, uh, Anthony Davis is one of the top players in the world. And the 76ers had a depleted roster last night. Um, As, you know, as they are on this road trip. No Joel Embiid, no Ben Simmons. So, Tim Duncan made a coaching, his coaching debut uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. I didn't know Tim Duncan even wanted to be a coach. That's new to me. I didn't even know he was on the Spurs bench to replace Pop. But, apparently... Uh, he has aspirations of being a head coach in the association. So, hey, interesting. Uh, I'm serious, and I can't see Tim Duncan really being a great communicator because he didn't say much. 
Uh, I mean, he did his customary post, his post, his customary post conferences, uh, press conferences, and things like that. But I see him being uh, that guy, a coach, because that's one of the things coaches got to do: talk to the press. Um, I just didn't see that in. But anyway, let me back to the Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers as I'm rambling through the uh, the NBA, the National Basketball Association. 37 points, 13 rebounds. Anthony Davis, um, big game. But again, it was against a depleted 76ers team. So I, I'm not taking anything away from that. The Lakers are a good team. And they'll be there at the end. There's really not much else uh, that really need to be analyzed about that. You know, sometimes. I watch these shows, and I get it. Like I said, do it daily. You got to fill the show with something. And it's a lot of sometimes to me over instant overreaction to everything. Like Anthony Davis going 37 against the 76ers. Miami Heat uh, holding Giannis to 13 points on Monday night. Overreaction. And then there's this, uh, I saw Kendrick Perkins on the morning show on ESPN or the four-letter network, as I call it. Stating that the Miami Heat will beat the seven, uh, to beat the Bucks in the second round, eh, that's too far for me. Way, just way, way too far. Milwaukee Bucks turned uh, returned last night uh, against the Pacers. That game was close in the first half, and then the Bucks just blew the doors off of them in the second in the uh, second half. Giannis was unstoppable last night, twenty nine to twelve. Didn't shoot well from the uh, from the field as he shot eight three pointers. If anything can get him to fall in love from out there to shoot three-pointers, that's a win for that team because he's pretty much unstoppable going to the cup, to the rim. So if you can get him to concentrate shooting out there, and you do a, you've done well. I'm serious. That's a, that's a defensive win, and him shooting eight three-pointers helps any defense, any opponent. So, I mean, Giannis can only stop Giannis. And if then I get teams backing off and backing off, and he wants to punish them, but still, uh, uh-uh. no way. Steph Curry will return uh, for the Golden State Warriors this uh, tonight as they go against the Raptors. I wish Steph Curry would have just set out the year. To be honest with you, you know. But I get it. He's a competitor. He's a professional athlete, so he wants to give himself. Uh, he wants to play. Nothing wrong with that. Warriors are playing for ping pong balls, but Steph wants to play. So, play. And, you know, get a couple of minutes in, shoot up a couple of threes on uh, on on the G League roster. Uh, that is the Golden State Warriors right now. No Clay Thompson this year. And Draymond checked out the one game not too long ago to where he, <laughs> he just he got uh, ejected. Um, that's really pretty much it. Let me turn to the NFL um, as these rumors are heating up um, before free agency starts, before the draft starts. There's this thing about Tom Brady possibly going to the San Francisco 49ers uh, for um, Jimmy Garofalo. The Niners would be nuts to do that deal. Tom Brady would be 43. I, I get it. It would be an instant, okay, uh, they're looking for instant success. But what about long term? You're going to be looking for a quarterback in another year. Tom Brady cannot play till he's 45 years old. I don't care what the rules are in the National Football Association. I mean, National Football League. He can't play till he's 45 and at a high level. Jimmy Garoppolo is a decent quarterback. He took the team to the Super Bowl. 
Okay, if he did throw the ball what, a couple of times per game, during the course of that season, he had some big moments. When they played New Orleans, he had a big game against New Orleans for the San Francisco 49ers. That would be doing New England and Coach Belichick a favor if you take Tom Brady for and, and make that trade for Jimmy Garofalo for Tom Brady. I don't, I don't see the Niners doing that, but stranger things happen in the National Football League, and it could be an overreaction to the loss um, by the 49ers. Um, they were up in that Super Bowl, but that would be a real big-time uh, <laughs> overreaction from – uh, 40, uh, for the 49ers. Let's see. I really don't have much else in regards to the NFL. Like I said, there's just rumors and talks. That, uh, Phillip Rivers, of course, uh, is on the move from Los Angeles, from the Los Angeles Chargers. Where would where would he go? Should go to the Bears. He I'm, He's a definite up, upgrade over uh, Mitchell Trubisky. You know, no Dolphins, don't do it. And in regards to the Dolphins and all these picks they got coming up in the 2020 NFL draft, take Herbert. Take Justin Herbert from Oregon. Yeah, I know he he could be another Josh Rosen. You know, all the talent in the world, but don't have that, don't seem to have that much enthusiasm or passion uh, for the NFL. I mean, for football. But I would take that risk over an injury-prone tour. Tour has had injuries in his time uh, as a tied player or for Alabama. So I think the better pick for better value for the Dolphins with a top-five pick would be Justin Herbert. I hope somebody jumps the Dolphins and take Tua. I hope after they saw his medical, because that was reported on the four letter that his medical comes back, that he's making, he's going to make a full recovery. Oh, somebody else overreacts and takes them. Oh, Washington does. Instead of taking Chase Young, they take uh, Tua. So it takes the decision out of the Dolphins' hands because I don't trust Jim Chris Greer at all. He he just, I need a quarterback. And, and I know it's a quarterback-driven league, but I don't think that's the quarterback for my Miami Dolphins. I just don't see it. No, I didn't like him too much in college. The two, the two games he played against other top NFL talent on the field. He didn't do all that well. He did play well against LSU this year, but when he played against Georgia in the SEC championship game, um, the, not last year, but the year before, he didn't do well. And then in the national title game, he didn't play well uh, against Clemson. And then the, the excuse is going to be he was injured. He's on the field. He's on the field, you can play. That simple. And he was out there. So, no. Yeah, uh-uh. I don't want the Dolphins to pick him. And the Dolphins got money also to really make a turnaround. Make a, uh, I don't know about a San Francisco 49er turnaround where they go from four wins to the Super Bowl, but the Dolphins can make a, a return, a, a turnaround this year with all that money they got available uh, in free agency and with all those draft picks to really upgrade that roster with talent. It, it, it can't be. They shouldn't mess that up. Shouldn't be. Build the interior with the free agency, uh, with veterans. I'm talking about the offense and defensive line. Improve that. Definitely find a way to get a, a elite pass rusher or a consistent pass rusher. Um, and definitely build up your offense line to protect your young 
superstar, possibly quarterback that you're going to draft. Not Tua, Herbert. And Herbert need, doesn't need to play the first year anyway. Get back to Fitzy. Get back to Fitzpatrick and let him give us a couple of uh, instant mo- uh some decent moments here and there. And that's pretty much what Fitzpatrick is as he played well down the stretch of the 2019 season. I don't expect the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. I would be very happy if they make that leap, though. But I don't, honestly, even with a roster upgrade, with all the free agent, with all the uh, money they have to spend in free agency and all the draft picks, I don't see the Dolphins making that leap. Although New England ain't New England, but Baltimore's still Baltimore. They still got Lamar. Uh, Kansas City will still be Kansas City, as Patrick Mahomes should be the highest-paid player in the NFL whenever he signs his extension, which should be shortly if I'm Kansas City. I would definitely get that guy his money. Speaking of a guy should get his money is Dak Prescott. Now, if I'm Jerry Jones, given the way things go as far as uh, the NFL and the franchise tag, and what that means is uh, you pay a player – uh, the average salary of the top five players in the league at his position. So if you got five quarterbacks making an average of $30 million, that's what you franchise your quarterback and you give him $30 million. If I'm the if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I make that deal all day, every day. I franchise him until I couldn't franchise him no more. No more. Le'Veon Bell. That's what the Pittsburgh Steelers did to Le'Veon Bell. They just kept franchising him. To where he didn't want to be franchised anymore and sat out a season and then came back and played with the Jets. How'd that work out for him? Didn't work out too well for him. He got paid, though. But as far as his play in 2019, ah, not so much. Didn't work out too well. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, that's what I do with Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott's not a superstar quarterback. He's a steady quarterback, but he ain't leading you to no – he's not leading you to wins. He's, he could be a reason. He could be a helpful uh, piece in your march to a Super Bowl uh, appearance or a title, but it won't. He won't, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers in his prime. He's not Brent Favre in his prime. He's not John Elway in his prime. He's not Dan Marino in his prime. He's not any of those guys at all. He's a steady guy, and yeah, I, I would pay him. I would franchise him and do the one year tender every year until I couldn't do it anymore. If I'm Jerry Jones, I just wouldn't get that guy long term. Uh, contract and say you are the quarterback uh, of the future for the Dallas Cowboys. He's not he's not even Russell Wilson. It's the way I see it. Just my opinion. But I don't have that kind of, I don't see that in, in Dak Prescott. Nice uh, Chunky's commercials though. Him, his brothers. Yeah. Nice commercials. But as far as him being woohoo, superstar level quarterback, one of the top five, top ten quarterbacks in the league. And, and I know Kirk Cousins got his money. I know Carson Carson Wentz got his money. Jared Goff got his money. And none of those guys are top five either. So, but, hey, that's their ownership overreacting, and I think Jerry shouldn't overreact. Don't get it. Don't pay him as the top quarterback in the National Football League, the N, the F, and the L, and he's not. It's just that simple. All right, as we head into the weekend, you guys know the big story that's going around. Uh, not even this that's becoming sports related in some parts. Uh, the coronavirus. Be careful; it seems to be spreading everywhere. Be careful, uh, you know, coming in contact with strangers and things of that nature. You know, no handshaking, no contact. 
if you can avoid it, I'm good at that. You know, you see a stranger, you make eye contact, you know, you usually maybe shake a hand or something like that. Or if you're trying to do business and you shake a hand, um, like I did yesterday, guy came in, uh, stuck his hand out. Uh-uh, no, no. I hit him with the head nod. You know, if you don't understand that, you hit him with the with the quick high. That's it. But no physical contact. Be careful with that thing. I'm serious, man. Take that thing serious. Take this coronavirus thing serious. No matter where you are, what part of the country you're in. If you're in Oregon or you're here in Georgia or you're in Florida, my home state, up in D.C., New York, California, Texas, wherever you are, Arizona, hey, man, seriously, take that thing for real. No contact. No physical contact. And be safe out there. And if you're in Georgia and you driving to work this morning, yo, be careful. This rain ain't playing. Ain't, man, it's raining like crazy in Georgia. Especially here in the, uh, the Atlanta area. Just been rain after rain. Like, God, dog. Ain't like South Florida. We just got afternoon showers and then it goes away. The sun comes back out. But this here is ridiculous. On this rain. I think it's raining the entire winter. <laughs> That's it. But I'd rather the rain than snow. Don't want no snow. Uh-uh. Pretty pictures. Messes up a lot of things. The South A, Atlanta especially, is not conditioned for, you know, too many snow days. Make you miss work. You got driving that foolishness. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm swallowing too much care for snow. Anything like that. All right. Thank you so much for listening live again. I'm going to have a conversation in an open forum on Sunday on Blog Talk Radio. Um, got the usual cast of characters that joins me. Um, but if you'd like to be a part of that conversation, just hit me an email at willwalkershow at yahoo.com or leave me a Facebook message on Messenger or an Instagram direct message or just comment below the uh, in the comment box on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on demand or if you're listening live on the Spreaker app. Just leave a comment and uh, yeah, I'll be happy to have you on and debate about sports whatever the top sports story will be. I'm pretty sure it's got something to do with March Madness um, as the conference uh, tournaments is getting ready to start, uh, getting ready to see. Uh, we're getting ready to get the madness started. Uh, the big conferences will be starting next week, getting ready. Uh, I see Florida State is in first place in the ACC. I'll be doggone. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm, let me tell you, I don't have no dislike for Florida State. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a fan of Florida State. I can tolerate Florida State. I don't like the Gators at all. That's a team I don't like out of the big three schools. Of course, I'm a Miami fan, so me not liking the Gators is should be understood. Um, but in football, we don't play the Gators that much. Um, I think they, those two teams should make a way to play every year, just like Florida and Florida State do. But, hey, they don't. It is what it is. It's it's, that's just a whole nother stupidity um, on both schools' part um, for them not to continue playing football um, every year or making a way to be on the, on their schedule. You know, forget the easy win, man. Just competition. Nothing wrong with competition. Well, but anyway, back to Florida State and topping the ACC at basketball. Good for Leonard Hamilton. Like I've said in previous podcasts or previous shows, I think this is his best opportunity to win a national title because there's no dominant teams in college basketball this year at all. 
there's no superstar uh, really that's going to make people really stand up and notice about college basketball. I think the, the tournament, the, MC, the NCAA tournament is going to get a lot of interest because it does. That's, you know, that no bad, no matter how bad the basketball is or how down the ratings are in regards to college basketball, people still tune in and watch. And I think people will tune in and watch again. They will. It's a, it's, it's like, it's, it's a very good sporting event and people will tune in. All right. That's my time, everybody. Thank you so much again for listening live. You're listening on demand also again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Having a great, I am having a great 2020 personally and uh, in my work life. And as far as this podcast is concerned, you guys are, it's you. You, the listener. You, the follower. You are making this extremely successful for me uh, in 2020. And I can't do nothing but show just humble gratitude and thank you it's been seven years i've been doing this and this has definitely been uh, my most successful year as far as downloads i'm taking that live up shortly live is getting better getting more and more listeners but definitely on demand in a different platform thank you anchor app for distributing uh the podcast over the different platforms that podcasts can be heard but I close the show the same way every single podcast, every single show. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I'll holler. Be safe. Be easy. Talk to you shortly.